We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And away we go. (laughs) I did not think I'd be able to even do that. (laughs) It is episode 279 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Friday, March 25th, 2022. As you probably can tell, (laughs) I am playing hurt. Uh, I am doing this installment of the podcast with a, shall we say, fading voice. Uh, I've been dealing with a cold, maybe even the flu this week. I don't know. I have not been myself this week. I tested negative for COVID, so uh, I guess I have something else. But I started losing my voice on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Wasn't sure whether I'd be able to do a show for Friday. Uh, I do have a show for you on this Friday, but uh, this opening segment is going to be shorter than usual, so we can just get right into everything. Uh, I am taping this first segment of the show last, so in other words, I've already taped the rest of the show, so you're getting the worst version of the voice in this segment. The voice uh, will be of better quality uh, the rest of the show. Next segment, I'm going to talk commanders. I'm very happy about the re-signing of Cornelius Lucas. And I want to explore something that's not getting enough attention, just how good Washington's offensive line was last season and what the commander's very good offensive line could mean for Carson Wentz. Uh, I will talk Wizards, another embarrassing performance by them in a 114-102 loss at the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night. I don't know what's worse right now, my voice or the Wizards defense. Uh, I will talk Georgetown. Uh, The Hoyas have hired a new assistant coach for the staff of, yes, head coach Patrick Ewing, who pretty clearly isn't going anywhere despite Georgetown going 0-20 in Big East games this season. Uh, I'm also going to discuss the bad job that Georgetown and Maryland have been doing of recruiting the Washington, D.C. area. You know, the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament is loaded with quality players who went to Washington, D.C. area high schools. Why aren't more of these guys staying in the D.C. area in terms of colleges? Why aren't Georgetown and Maryland getting 
more of these guys. Uh, and I will talk Orioles as they more and more are looking like they're going to trade Trey Mancini. Uh, I am fine with that. Uh, we'll save tweets and emails for another show, hopefully Monday's show. Uh, you can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the Al Galdi podcast and subscribing cost you nothing. Also, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed the podcast, please do those things wherever you can. The most prominent place is Apple Podcasts, which is how most people listen to the podcast, but just give the podcast a five-star rating and write a one or two sentence review saying uh, that you like the podcast, and thank you very much for doing those things. Uh, They help to make the podcast successful. And so, let us get going uh, right now (laughs) with this most unique installment of the Al Galdi podcast. All right, so we on Thursday morning got very good commander's news. Uh, The team announced the re-signing of unrestricted free agent offensive tackle Cornelius Lucas. Uh, I have to say, I am surprised that the commander's ended up re-signing Lucas. I figured that Lucas was going to get a chance to start for another team. He, for whatever reason, did not. And so the commanders have re-signed him. And uh, that's a very good thing. Cornelius Lucas, in each of the last two seasons, has been very valuable for Washington as a swing tackle. And he has proven himself as being more than capable of starting. Uh, The 2022 season will be Lucas's age 31 season. He's a big dude. Uh, Lucas is listed by the commanders as being 6'8 and 327 pounds. Uh, The commanders have re-signed Lucas to a two-year $8.2 million contract, according to his agent. Now, that works out to $4.1 million per year, a $4.1 million average annual value, a $4.1 million AAV uh, may sound like a lot for a backup offensive tackle, but a quality backup offensive tackle is worth decent money. Uh, Also, let's see if $8.2 million turns out to be the real money in this two-year contract, because you should always be skeptical about contract numbers from agents. Uh, Washington initially signed Lucas in March 2020 as an unrestricted free agent, gave him a two-year 3.8 million dollar contract. Uh, A lot was made, and rightfully so, of the commanders re-signing running back J.D. McKissick this offseason. You could very much argue that the team's most important re-signing this offseason now is the re-signing of Cornelius Lucas. Uh, He has been quite good for Washington in each of his two seasons with the team. Take a listen to this production from Cornelius Lucas during his time with Washington. Uh, Lucas in the 2020 season was Washington's starting left tackle for eight regular season games and for the playoff game, the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field in the wildcard round. Uh, Lucas for the 2020 season registered a pass blocking grade for pro football focus of 83.1, ranking tied for 10th among offensive tackles in the NFL, each with at least 200 pass blocking snaps in the 2020 season. Lucas in the 2021 regular season played in 15 games with seven starts. All seven of his starts came at right tackle as Samuel Cosme in the 2021 regular season played in just nine of Washington's 17 regular season games. And Lucas for the 2021 regular season registered an overall grade for pro football focus of 75.2, which is a very solid 
PFF grade. And how about this? The extent to which Cornelius Lucas doesn't commit penalties. Uh, Lucas in the 2020 regular season played on 536 of Washington's offensive snaps and yet committed just one penalty. Lucas in the 2021 regular season played on 587 of Washington's offensive snaps and yet committed just one penalty. So Cornelius Lucas over his two regular seasons with Washington has committed just two penalties over 1,123 offensive snaps. Think about how many Washington offensive linemen have had penalty problems in recent years. Uh, Morgan Moses, Brandon Sheriff, Trent Williams, all of them had penalty problems at various points to varying degrees. Cornelius Lucas, all six foot eight of him, has totaled a mere two penalties over 1,100 plus offensive snaps with Washington over the last two regular seasons. Uh, Every team needs a good number three offensive tackle. You can't just assume that your starting left and right tackles will stay healthy, especially given how much time Samuel Cosme missed in his 2021 rookie season. Again, he played in just nine of Washington's 17 games in the 2021 regular season. So the commanders very much need a quality backup offensive tackle, and they have one in Cornelius Lucas. You know, it's funny, the Redskins for four seasons had a man mountain of a swing tackle in Ty Inseki. Uh, remember Ty Inseki? Uh, Inseki, like Cornelius Lucas, listed as being 6'8". Inseki, like Lucas, a very good swing tackle. Uh, the Skins had Inseki from 2015 through 2018. Uh, Cornelius Lucas has an interesting background. He entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent with the Detroit Lions out of Kansas State in May 2014. Uh, Washington in 2020 was his fifth team in five seasons. Uh, He was with the Chicago Bears in 2019. Lucas had a nice 2019 season for the Bears. He went from someone not necessarily expected to make the Bears season opening 53-man roster to becoming a solid depth piece for the Bears. Uh, Lucas in the 2019 regular season played in all 16 of the Bears games with eight starts, including starting each of the Bears' final five games at right tackle. He, over those five games for Pro Football Focus, registered an overall grade of 78.1, ranking number 16 among offensive tackles during that span. And Lucas committed zero penalties the entire 2019 regular season, despite playing on 509 offensive snaps and 61 special team snaps. I tell you, Cornelius Lucas just does not commit penalties. And how about the fact that two of the commander's top three offensive tackles came to the team via the Bears, Cornelius Lucas and Charles Leno Jr. Shout out to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Yes, the Bears. Uh, Thank you, Chicago. Maybe you should have held on to those guys. Uh, And so the commander's offensive line for the 2022 season seems to be Charles Leno Jr. at left tackle, Andrew Norwell at left guard, Chase Roulier at center, Wes Schweitzer at right guard, Samuel Cosme at right tackle, and Cornelius Lucas as the swing tackle. Uh, The commanders on March 17th announced the re-signing of unrestricted free agent center Tyler Larson, uh, who was the team's backup center last season. Uh, Washington's offensive line has been a surprising strength, and each of Rod Rivera's two seasons 
as the team's head coach. We've talked about the great job that the team's offensive line coach, John Matsko, a longtime NFL offensive line coach, has done. Uh, Matsko, to me, is the best Carolina Panthers import who Ron has brought to Washington. Of all of the members of the Commander's Carolina Mafia, uh, John Matsko is the best one. And I was thinking about this. So we all know that quarterback is the most important position in football, right? Having an elite quarterback changes everything. Everybody knows that at this point. Uh, The commanders do not have an elite quarterback, at least not that we know of. Uh, Who knows? Maybe Carson Wentz surprises us all. But you could very much argue that the commanders in the 2021 regular season had an elite offensive line. Uh, Forget about what some people say about the team's offensive line not being good, okay? Those people are just wrong. Uh, Forget about the names of the offensive line men not necessarily being household names. If you look at the actual facts, the actual data, Washington for the 2021 regular season, objectively speaking, had an excellent, if not elite, offensive line. Uh, Washington finished the 2021 regular season at number nine in the NFL in team pass block win rate for ESPN at 63%. Washington finished the 2021 regular season at number one in the NFL in team run block win rate for ESPN at 75%. Uh, Washington finished the 2021 regular season at number six in overall offensive line play for Pro Football Focus. Washington finished the 2021 regular season at number three in the NFL in power success rate for football outsiders at 77%. Uh, Power success rate is the percentage of successful third and fourth down runs requiring no more than two yards for first down or a touchdown. Uh, And Washington finished the 2021 regular season at number six in the NFL in lowest stuffed rate for football outsiders at 15%. A stuffed rate is the percentage of carries by running backs for no gain or negative yardage. So Washington for the 2021 regular season was top 10, if not top five in all of these key offensive line advanced statistical categories. Uh, That is excellent, if not elite. And so you think about the commander's offense for the 2022 season, nothing with the commander's offense for the 2022 season will matter more than the quarterback play. So assuming that Carson Wentz will be the commander's QB1 for at least the majority of the team's 2022 season, nothing will matter more for the commanders in the 2022 season than Wentz's play. But if in fact Wentz will be quarterbacking behind an offensive line that is elite, uh, that's a big deal. And that's not something that's getting talked about enough. You know, you hear constant talk about Carson Wentz himself. You hear constant talk about the weapons with whom Wentz will be working and whether the commanders have enough quality offensive weapons and why aren't the commanders adding more offensive weapons this offseason. But what you rarely hear about is what already is in place, an offensive line that was excellent, if not elite, last season. Uh, Now, yes, a key member of that offensive line is gone in right guard Brandon Sheriff. But remember, Sheriff, during the 2021 regular season, missed six games. Uh, He missed more than a third of the season. And yet still, Washington's offensive line registered all of those top 10 rankings that it took you through. That's another reason, by the way, that I had no problem with 
the commanders not re-signing Sheriff to the long-term big money contract that he wanted. Uh, I did have a problem with Washington not trading Sheriff last offseason, but I did not have a problem with the commanders not re-signing Sheriff to the long-term big money contract that he wanted. Good for him for getting big money from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Sheriff is a really good player. I've never denied that, but his value only goes so far. Uh, Carson Wentz in the 2021 regular season quarterbacked behind an Indianapolis Colts offensive line that had a good bit of talent, but that also dealt with a good bit of injury and ineffectiveness. Uh, The Colts finished the 2021 regular season at number 20 in the NFL in team pass block win rate for ESPN. Uh, Washington was ninth. Uh, The Colts finished the 2021 regular season just 30th out of 32 NFL teams in pass blocking efficiency. For Pro Football Focus, the Colts' pass blocking this past season was a problem. Don't you think that Carson Wentz in the 2022 season quarterbacking behind a better pass blocking offensive line than the one that he played behind in the 2021 season might benefit him? This is not getting talked about enough, that Washington for the 2021 regular season had an excellent, if not elite, offensive line. And if the offensive line in the 2022 regular season is excellent, if not elite, uh, that could mean many good things for Carson Wentz. An offensive line is the platform upon which an offense operates. The extent to which a high-level offensive line can position an offense to have success really can't be overstated. I mean, if you're old enough, you witnessed this firsthand with the Hogs in the glory days of the Redskins in the 1980s and early 1990s. Now, ultimately, the quarterback and the skill position players need to convert on being positioned to have success. But what a high-level offensive line can do in terms of pass blocking and run blocking and not committing penalties can put a quarterback who isn't great in position to be great. And maybe, just maybe, an excellent, dare I say, elite offensive line is what Carson Wentz, is what Commander Carson needs to do well as the commander's starting quarterback. And so it's a very good thing that the commanders have re-signed a key member of their offensive line in Cornelius Lucas. Up next. All right, so we all like to eat and need to eat, but we're all dealing with inflation and high gas prices, and we're all busy. So here's a great, affordable, and easy way to have your meals. HelloFresh. HelloFresh is great. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. No more spending the gas in your car and the time in your day on grocery shopping. No more worrying about what to eat and what to feed the kids. And no more spending a lot of money on food. HelloFresh makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why HomeFresh is America's number one meal kit. And HelloFresh is offering something very special to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. More on that shortly. But if you want to eat healthy or at least eat healthier and you want to eat food that tastes great, you got to try HelloFresh. We eat HelloFresh and love it. We just had it over the weekend. Uh, We got the food and recipes for sweet chili pork and cabbage stir-fry, Monterey Jack unfried chicken, and pub-style shepherd's pie. The meals were outstanding. Even my four-year-old son eats HelloFresh, and all that he ever wants to eat are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Even he likes 
HelloFresh meals. Uh, the recipes come on these colorful sheets that you can save and refer back to. Cooking the meals doesn't take long at all. HelloFresh is the way to go. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. You can customize your orders and HelloFresh will save you money. A HelloFresh meal on average is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you can save on average over $65 a month by ordering HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. So here's what you do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Galdi16 and use the code Galdi16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You can't beat that. Again, HelloFresh.com slash Galdi16. Use the code Galdi16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. One more time, HelloFresh.com slash Galdi16. Use the code Galdi16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, the Wizards pretty clearly are done with their 2021-2022 season. Uh, The Wizards pretty clearly do not feel like playing anymore this season. Uh, The problem is that the Wizards still have games to play this season. And so the result is that we are seeing some horrendous basketball on display from the Wizards to conclude their regular season. Uh, The Wizards on Thursday night fell to 30 and 42 with a 114-102 loss at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Wizards lost for the 11th time in 14 games. The Wizards fell to just 20 and 39 since their 10 and 3 start to the season. The Wizards fell to a season worst 12 games under 500. Now, the Wizards did remain without two of their best players in Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal. Uh, Kuzma did not play for a third consecutive game 
due to right knee tendonitis. Uh, Beal is out for the rest of the regular season due to that torn ligament in his left wrist on which he underwent surgery on February 10th. Beal, by the way, is is all over the place right now, okay? Uh, the guy can't keep quiet. Uh, he did the Wizards postgame show on NBC Sports Washington on Monday night. He did Draymond Green's podcast and said some things about how Beal wishes that he and John Wall had gotten one more shot together with the Wizards. Uh, okay, whatever. I mean, it's widely believed that Beal gave the Wizards his blessing on them trading Wall, but I don't know. I guess when you're not playing and the Wizards have checked out on the season, you can go ahead and do all these media things. I mean, I'm not really that bothered by Beal doing this stuff. I just get a kick out of it as the Wizards season is completely falling apart. Uh, but yeah, no Kuzma or Beal for the Wizards on Thursday night. And yes, the Bucks are the reigning defending NBA champions. So you might be saying, hey, Galdi, with your hurting voice, cut the Wizards some slack for a 12-point loss at the Bucks. Uh, not so fast, my friends. Uh, a, the Bucks on Thursday night were a shell of what they usually are. Uh, the Bucks were without two of their best players. Uh, maybe the team's two best players, period, in Giannis Adetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek Freak, and Chris Middleton. Uh, the Freak did not play due to right knee soreness. Middleton did not play due to left wrist soreness. And B, the final score of this game was in no way reflective of the nature of the game. Uh, the final score of the game was Bucks 114, Wizards 102, but the Wizards might as well have lost this game by 30 points. Uh, the Wizards never led in the game. The Wizards lost the first quarter 32-13. The Wizards in the second quarter trailed by 26 points. The Wizards in the fourth quarter trailed by 28 points. Uh, most of the game was garbage time. Uh, the Wizards' defense was really bad again. The Wizards allowed the Bucks to go 16-35 on threes. The Wizards allowed the Bucks to go 26-46 of on twos. The Wizards have zero interest in playing defense right now. Uh, their three-point shooting isn't good. Uh, the Wizards on Thursday night went just 11-38 on threes. And so the Wizards got smashed at the Bucks on Thursday night. Take a listen to this from Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. during his postgame press conference on Thursday night on the Wizards' pathetic defense. Uh, we did not have the right approach. And I, I didn't think we were ready to play. Uh, understanding that uh, they were going to come out with a sense of urgency, and we didn't have the same that same sense. Um, you know, I thought the game progressed. I thought we, we started to pick it up, which is good. It's a good sign to see. Uh, but you, you just dug yourself such a deep hole. Uh, you know, second half was you know like night and day, particularly the fourth quarter. But. Uh, we have to kind of avoid those, those sluggish starts. And whether we're making shots or not, um, we got to be able to you know, get some defense into the game early. Ah, uh, yes, that pesky little thing called defense. But how about Wes Unsell Jr. saying that the Wizards weren't ready to play? I mean, Wes, that is on you. You're the head coach. It's your job to have the team ready to play. You know, I was a fan of the Wizards hiring 
Wes Unsell Jr. as head coach. The Wizards' 10-3 and start to this season was great, but boy, the shine on the hiring of Wes as Wizards head coach really has come off. I mean, the team quickly became a dysfunctional mess, so much so that a number of key players on the Wizards were traded on NBA trade deadline day. The team's defense has completely fallen off, and the record has plummeted. I mean, again, the Wizards now are just 20-39 and since their 10-3 and start to the season. You know, I mentioned the Wizards having become a dysfunctional mess this season, at least prior to the NBA trade deadline. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was a part of that, right? Uh, The team came to despise Dinwiddie for whatever reason. Well, are you following how Dinwiddie is doing with the Dallas Mavericks? Dinwiddie is killing it for the Mavericks. 15 games, 18.2 points per game. He's shooting 40.5% on threes for the Mavericks. Like, where was this with the Wizards? How come Wes Jr. couldn't get this out of Dinwiddie with the Wizards? How come Wes Jr. couldn't get everyone on the Wizards on the same page during Dinwiddie's time with the Wizards? Uh, I don't get it. The good news is that the Wizards NBA draft lottery odds are improving. I'm happy about that. Uh, The New Orleans Pelicans won on Thursday night, 126-109 over the Chicago Bulls. So with the Wizards' loss on Thursday night and that Pelicans' win on Thursday night, uh, the Wizards have moved into sole possession of having the ninth-best lottery odds in the 2022 NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, The ninth-best lottery odds would give the Wizards a 4.5% chance of getting the number one pick in the 2022 NBA Draft and a 20.2% chance of getting a top-four pick in the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, the Wizards lottery odds, the Wizards of ping pong balls uh, are what matter right now more than anything. Uh, nobody should even mention the play-in tournament at this point, even though I just did. Uh, the Wizards now are five and a half games out of 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, oh, by the way, Thursday night's loss at the Bucks clinched the Wizards having a losing record for a fourth consecutive regular season. So there's that too. Uh, The Wizards now are 30 and 42 this season. Uh, Wizards have 10 regular season games left. Two games this weekend at the Detroit Pistons, Friday night at seven, and home to the Golden State Warriors Sunday evening at six. I tell you, the Warriors may score 200 points in that game. The Al Galdi podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, We all deserve to be happy, but not everyone is happy. Is there something interfering with your happiness or something that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, Are you or someone you care about dealing with depression or struggling with anxiety? Uh, This is where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Now, understand, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. Uh, BetterHelp is not self-help. BetterHelp is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. Uh, BetterHelp is convenient. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, from whom you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room 
as you do with traditional therapy. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and so BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You deserve that. And so here's a special offer. Uh, go to betterhelp.com slash Galdi. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Galdi, G-A-L-D-I. And you'll get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. Yes, 10% off an entire month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash Galdi and get 10% off your first month. Uh, Look, the stigma of depression and anxiety is gone. Uh, I know plenty of people who've dealt with depression and or anxiety. Heck, sports are filled with people who've gone public with their mental health struggles. Uh, Mark Rippon, John Patterson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, Ronda Rousey. You deserve to be happy. Get help. Get better help. Go to betterhelp.com slash Galdi. That's betterhelp.com slash Galdi. So we on Thursday had an announcement from Georgetown head coach Patrick Ewing. Uh, no, the announcement was not that Patrick uh, was out as Hoyas head coach. Uh, in fact, the announcement in essence was the opposite of Patrick being out as Hoyas head coach. Uh, Patrick on Thursday announced the addition of Kevin Nickelberry to the Hoyas coaching staff as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator. So here we are now, weeks since Georgetown's horrendous 2021-2022 season ended. Uh, the college basketball head coaching cycle has been churning for weeks, and not only is Patrick Ewing still the Hoyas head coach, but he on Thursday announced the hiring of a new assistant coach. Uh, Patrick Ewing isn't going anywhere. He's keeping his job. Now, nobody is shocked by this, given the statement that Georgetown Director of Athletics Lee Reed put out on March 2nd. Uh, that was a statement that suggested that Patrick was being retained, although the statement did leave some wiggle room, but this really is something. Patrick Ewing has been Georgetown's head coach for five seasons. Uh, The Hoyas have made the NCAA tournament just one time in those five seasons, and the one time was last season, and due to a miracle run to win the Big East tournament, a miracle run that now looks like a total fluke. And Georgetown this season went an incomprehensible 0-20 in Big East games. Like, that can never be emphasized enough. 0-20 in Big East games. There ain't no nuance with 0-20. Georgetown ended its 2021-2022 season on a 21-game losing streak. Uh, Look, I like Patrick Ewing. I respect Patrick Ewing. He's obviously one of the greatest players in not just Georgetown history, but really college basketball history. He was a great NBA player. He toiled for years as an assistant coach in the NBA. Patrick wasn't just gifted Georgetown's head coaching job, but Georgetown's results with him as head coach have been brutal. Now, nobody's shocked that Patrick's keeping his job as Hoyas head coach because this is how Georgetown rolls. You know, this is how Georgetown operates. Georgetown for decades has marched to the beat of Georgetown's own drum. But this really is incredible when you think about it, that Patrick is keeping his job. 
Uh, look, I hope it works out. I hope that Georgetown is good again sooner rather than later, but uh, I don't know. Seems to me that we have a pretty good sample size of five seasons at this point with Patrick Ewing as Hoyas head coach. Now, as for the Hoyas hiring Kevin Nickelberry as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator, uh, Nickelberry spent the last three seasons at LSU, for which he served as an assistant coach and director of recruiting. He also was LSU's interim head coach this season. Uh, Nickelberry has major local ties. He served as head coach at Howard from 2010 to 2019, served as head coach at Hampton 2006 to 2009. Uh, Nickelberry was born in Washington, D.C. He went to Central High School in Capitol Heights, Maryland. He played at Virginia Wesleyan University, from which he graduated in 1986. So in theory, Kevin Nickelberry should help Georgetown with recruiting, especially local recruiting. Uh, The Hoyas need all of the help that they can get. But to me, it's appropriate that Georgetown announced the hiring of Nickelberry on Thursday. So the Sweet 16 in this year's NCAA tournament, of course, began on Thursday night. Are you aware of all of the very good players in this year's Sweet 16 who are from the Washington, D.C. area? Uh, This is amazing. Uh, the Washington, D.C. area, of course, has had a great high school basketball scene for years. So many great college basketball players have come from the Washington, D.C. area. But Georgetown and Maryland should be embarrassed by how many Washington, D.C. area players are on non-Washington, D.C. area college teams. Uh, among the D.C. area players on teams in this year's Sweet 16, Duke's Jeremy Roach who went to St. Paul the Sixth Catholic High School, what is known as PVI in Chantilly, Virginia. Villanova's Justin Moore, who went to DeMatha Catholic High School in Hyattsville, Maryland. Villanova's Brandon Slater, who went to PVI. Providence's Jared Bynum, who went to my high school, Georgetown Prep High School in Rockville, Maryland. Michigan's Hunter Dickinson, who went to DeMatha. Michigan's Terrence Williams, who went to Gonzaga College High School in Washington, D.C. Georgetown and Maryland should be ashamed of that list. Patrick Ewing and Mark Turgeon should be ashamed of that list. Uh, This season has been one of the worst local college basketball seasons ever with how bad Georgetown and Maryland were. Making the season even worse is all of the standout players in the Sweet 16 who went to Washington, D.C. area high schools. These guys were here, and now these guys are gone. These guys got poached from the area. These guys got recruited out of the area. Uh, Maryland's new head coach, Kevin Willard, has got to do a good job of recruiting this area. Uh, The Terrapins on Thursday did announce the hiring of an assistant coach. Uh, The Terps announced the hiring of Tony Skin. Tony Skin is a Tacoma Park, Maryland native, has deep DMV ties, uh, has a Big Ten and Big East coaching experience. And if the name Tony Skin strikes you as familiar, it should. Tony Skin played college basketball at George Mason. Uh, Tony Skin was on the 2005-2006 Mason team that made the Final Four. Uh, The beauty of coaching college basketball in the Washington, D.C. area is that you really never have to get on a plane. I mean, you can put together a great team 
just by recruiting the area, but you need to successfully recruit the area. Uh, Neither Maryland nor Georgetown has done a good enough job of recruiting the area. That needs to change. All right, let's talk some Orioles before we call it a show and a week on the Al Galdi podcast. So Orioles spring training in Sarasota, Florida is ongoing. Uh, The O's in the 2022 regular season figure to be really bad again. Uh, Now their farm system is in great shape, but those prospects aren't yet major league ready and the O's still have major pitching questions. So if you're an O's fan, count on this coming season being yet another bad season for the team. Uh, Although we hopefully this coming season We'll be seeing real signs of hope, especially from the number one prospect in baseball, catcher Adley Rutschman, uh, whatever he's called up. He's injured right now. He's dealing with a right tricep strain. So MLB teams were required by 1 p.m. Eastern this past Tuesday to agree on 2022 salaries with all arbitration eligible players. Uh, If deals were not agreed on, then competing salary figures had to be submitted to MLB for arbitration. The Orioles on Tuesday reached agreement with only one of their three unsigned arbitration eligible players. Uh, That player was reliever Tanner Scott. The O's did not reach deals with first baseman slash outfielder Trey Mancini and starter John Means. And the O's are headed to arbitration with Mancini and Means. Uh, The O's for years have had an approach of what is called file and trial with arbitration, uh, as opposed to settling prior to reaching arbitration. You still can reach a deal even after filing for arbitration, but the O's don't believe in doing that. Uh, That the O's are going to arbitration with two of their more popular players in Mancini and Means has angered some people. I mean, personally, I don't really care, okay? I mean, like, those guys are going to get paid just fine. But what's going on with Trey Mancini is worth understanding. He very well could be on the verge of being traded soon. Uh, Orioles insider Dan Connolly of The Athletic in a tweet on Thursday morning wrote, quote, the Orioles haven't tried to extend pending free agent Trey Mancini. They're taking him to an arbitration hearing. It's obvious Mancini will be dealt within the next four months, maybe next two weeks. It's a business, but trading him is a different ballgame, end quote. So a few things on Trey Mancini. Uh, Great story, and he certainly seems to be a great guy. Uh, Mancini in the 2021 season returned off having missed all of the 2020 season due to stage three colon cancer. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just a horrible diagnosis, but he battled back. He played this past season, and Mancini this past November 22nd won the American League Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, And Trey Mancini, not long ago, was one of the better offensive players in the American League. Mancini, in the 2019 regular season, had one of the best offensive seasons that any Oriole has had in recent years. 35 home runs, 38 doubles, 63 walks, an OPS plus of 134, and offensive wins above replacement per baseball reference of 4.1. But the 2022 season... Uh, will be Mancini's age 30 season and his final season of team control. He can leave the O's as a free agent next offseason. The O's should trade Trey Mancini, and there really shouldn't be much debate. Pending free agent, 
entering his 30s, one-dimensional player on a rebuilding team that's still a year or two away from winning. Like, this entire situation screams for him to be traded. Now, none of this is personal with Trey Mancini. This is just the smart way for the Orioles to operate. Uh, None of this means that Mancini is a bad person or even a bad player. In fact, trading him means that he has value. So that's a compliment. But understand, for all of the feel-good nature of Trey Mancini's 2021 season, he in the 2021 regular season, over 147 games and 616 plate appearances, had a batting average of just 255, had an on-base percentage of just 326, had a slugging percentage of just 432. His OPS plus was 104, which is a little above league average. And his wins above replacement for baseball reference was just 0.8. That's it. I mean, those are not great numbers. And he's not exactly a defensive wizard, okay? He's basically a first baseman DH. He can play left field in a pinch, but you really don't want him out there in the outfield. Uh, We now have a universal DH in the majors, so the trade market for Trey Mancini has expanded to now include National League teams, and so of course the Orioles should trade Trey Mancini. And not to sound like a jerk, okay, but that he is a cancer survivor should have nothing to do with this, okay? Trading him wouldn't take away from his comeback from cancer, right? Trading him wouldn't mean that the Orioles are like rooting for the cancer or anything like that, right? Trading him would mean that he has value and trading him would be best for the O's at this point, given where they're at as a franchise. So I get all of the warm and fuzzy feelings with Trey Mancini, okay? He deserves them. But being reactive instead of proactive, not being forward thinking, these are the things that got the Orioles in the position that they're in to begin with, okay? The reason that the Orioles had to engage in this total teardown is that they weren't proactive enough. They weren't forward-thinking enough. And so the last few years have been really bad for the Orioles, okay? Basically, since September 2017, this team has been atrocious in terms of wins and losses. Uh, I do like the job that Orioles executive vice president and general manager Mike Elias is doing. There's no guarantee that what he is doing will work, but what he has been doing has made sense and has resulted in the O's having the number one farm system in baseball. So to me, you trust the process at this point. And it looks like the process is going to include trading Trey Mancini. And I'm just fine with that. And that's in no way disrespectful to Trey Mancini. He deserves all of the praise that he gets. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 280, will feature plenty on the commanders regarding whatever transpires regarding them over the next few days. Uh, Also on Monday's show, I'll discuss the rest of our Washington, D.C. sports weekend. The Capitals will play back-to-back games this weekend at the Buffalo Sabres Friday night at 7 and home to the New Jersey Devils Saturday night at 7. The Wizards will play two games this weekend at the Detroit Pistons Friday night at 7 and home to the Golden State Warriors Sunday evening 
at 6. And we'll see if anything significant comes out of Nationals and Orioles spring trainings in Florida. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Stop bears. Stop bears. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.